This is Drop Tent Media Network. Hey, hold right there. Don't dare skip this. This is an important message. Me and my boy, Albert Davis, we want to tell you about our podcast, Seriously, Dad. Albert, why should they listen? Because it's the best podcast in the world. It's by two comedians who are dads. And you know what we're talking about? Being dads. It's called Seriously Dad. Check us out on social media at Seriously Dad Podcast. And anywhere you get your podcast, that's where we're at. We're funny. We got some great guests coming our way. We cover the topics you want to hear. Check us out. The old saying goes, if you don't work, you don't eat. Whatever the new saying for the new generation, you either grind or starve. Established in 2015, Grind or Starve Apparel has become the premier fashion brand for today's hustlers, entrepreneurs, and CEOs in the making. The online store provides groundbreaking styles and innovative designs for today's go-getters, proving that you can grind and look good at the same time. Grinder Starve has several collections to choose from. The new GOS Luxury, Designer, Location Apparel, Rep Your City to the Fullest, Fitness, Barber Edition, Stylist Edition, and Baker's Edition. Go to GOSApparel.com the next time you need a hoodie, polo, G-shirts, bags, all made with the best quality materials. Grinder Starve, the choice is yours. Go to GOSApparel.com. Uh-huh. IIQ Basketball with Brian Isley uh-huh. and Raymond Bird. What's going one? on, bro? I'm going to go for like a, like a quadruple double. Start recording. If anyone drops out or anything like that, it'll just, you know. You'll know it when it happens, obviously. But uh, if anyone drops out, it's not a big deal. We'll just come back in naturally. I'll cut it out, and we, we'll just keep moving. All right. Uh, cool. I'm going to get out of here, and you guys can just start like normal. Uh, yeah, and since you have headphones on, you'll be able to hear the annoying buzzer. But I'll try to just let you – like we said before, I'm going to let you kind of finish up the point. If you hear the buzzer, then we'll just do that, like, minute wrap-up yeah, yeah, kind yeah, of thing for you. each. Cool. Oh yeah, and then once I once I go out, just start whenever you want. Well, I mean, I'm a, and oh, wait, well, yeah. wait a second. Wait, no. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This guy. laughs> like I, I should have said, like, are we ready? Like, are we ready to go? Oh yeah, well that's a good thing. I'm glad that happened actually, because then I'm gonna tell Ray. And anyway, if, just because some people hook up their phones to their, if you're on a laptop or something, and it'll go off yeah. if you get buzzed. So yeah, we just want to make sure that. Uh, <laughs> Oh. Little oxygen in here, it's a little hot. Okay, Ray, is, are you, do you have your phone hooked up to the device you're on, or is this your phone, or what? This is the iPad. No, I'm not. I'm not that's not my phone. Okay, there's nothing hooked up to it that would go no. off. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> is your is your alarm off? <laughs> I just I just turned them all off. Put so it in the good. other room. No, uh, yeah, no. All right, I'm gonna dip out, and then you guys can just go. And welcome to another edition of High IQ Basketball. With Brian Isley and Raymond Bird, I'm of course Brian Isley, and that's Raymond Bird. Uh, it's a little different today. I couldn't actually make the studio, so we are we are remote doing this. Uh, I guess <laughs> first take style when they traveling or whatever. But uh, we're gonna get right to it. Yesterday was the second day for the in season tournament. Uh, I'm not gonna go through all the games. It was a lot of games. But the notable games were 
the Mavs over the Clippers. The Clippers are now 0-3 with James Harden. And the the Lakers beat the Suns last night. What's your thoughts, Ray? Lakers actually starting to look like a a good basketball team. And uh, even though Phoenix, I mean, they weren't whole because Booker didn't play last night. They don't look overwhelming, right? And they don't look like a, a a great basketball team. You know what I mean? Even though we haven't seen them whole, it's just like I haven't seen this dominant team that we kind of expected them to possibly be, especially on the offensive end. Uh, Lakers are still without some of their main pieces, but they're starting to come into form in regards to, you know, Reeves has start, started to play better. Some of the, you know, some of the knock on Brown with that pass he made to Cam in the corner against Miami. Cam makes those same shots you know, in this game, and they come out and they win the game. Uh, I was impressed by the Lakers, especially with the slow start, three and five. That was a, I ain't going to say it wasn't a big game, but, you know, going into Phoenix, it was on the road. That's a good dub, especially when you initially looked at that schedule and who they had to play on their on their little, their little bracket. You thought Phoenix was going to be the toughest uh, team in there. And, right, it, right. you know, already be 2-0 and against them, not necessarily both wins being in, in that tournament, but to have a tournament win against them and be 2-0 and against them this season, you know, that goes well for them going forward. Yeah, you mentioned uh, Cam Reddish made that corner three that he missed in Miami. Did you see the reaction from LeBron James when uh, Lisa Salters asked him about that? Yeah, he responded as he should. <laughs> you, you idiots. <laughs> y'all, like, y'all don't know me by now. Like, y'all don't know that I play the game the right way. You know what I mean? And 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 mm-hmm. people that knock is, oh, yeah, this is why he's not number one. This is why he's not the GOAT. At the end of the game, in a situation like that, if you could create a wide open shot, that's ideal, yeah. right? That's what you're looking yeah, to do. That. You're looking to create a great shot in that scenario. Very rarely in those pressure situations when the game is online, everybody is on their game. Everybody's playing great defense. You're going to get the hustle plays. You're going to get everything you're supposed to get out of that situation. And right. to create a wide open look, you're going to live with the results. Like we've seen Mike do it. It just, you know, in those big moments, you know, Paxton made shots. This is what uh, pisses me off, right? Uh, you, you you heard all the talk, all the chatter, because uh, only because Cam missed the shot. He makes That's the shot. It. It's a great pass. Only because it, you it, he makes the shot, you hear absolutely nothing. You don't hear that was a great play. That was a – Brown is a great player, playmaker, this and that. He misses the shot, and you hear Bron is scared. Bron doesn't want the moment. Bron doesn't want to take the right. last shot. It's idiotic and it's asinine, and it it, it it makes me sick that <laughs> these guys don't understand how to play basketball. I said it in one of my posts. Like he's talking to everybody who's played or talked about basketball their entire life, and still somehow never learned the game. Yeah, you know what's crazy? I'm sorry, go ahead. ahead. I apologize. It reminds me of... I'm sorry. (laughs) You good, bro. Go ahead. Yo, it reminds me of, if you go back to NBA Finals, was it game one? Game one. The game where Brown was against Golden State where he went for 50 on him. And it ended that game. He went into the game. I think they were... 
tie ball game. I think it was a tie ball game. Something along those lines. I think it was a tie ball game. Brian comes down there, he beats his man, gets to the free throw line jumper, but in his corner of his eye, he caught uh, who was the guard? Was it JR? No, it wasn't JR. It was the one who was the point. He ended up playing for, I want to say he played for Milwaukee. Oh, he was talking about George Hill. George Hill. He caught George Hill underneath the basket, wide open for a layup. He smokes the layup, but he gets fouled. So at the very least, right, you put a guy who that year was a 85-plus percentage shoot three-for-three at the line. Mm-hmm. That's a great play, right? If you can get somebody a, a layup play. at the end of it. And I remember they were killing him the next day about that decision, why he just didn't pull up the 15-footer, the 15-foot contested jumper versus getting yeah. someone a wide-open layup and putting, yeah. at the very least, you put a great free-throw shooter on the line for two to ice the game. Yeah. George Hill, you know, ends up going one and one. So I think the I think the Cavs were up two. And he made one and one, put him up three. Long story short, you end up getting the game tied. You end up going to overtime and losing. But that's a great play. You mean he makes the layup, game's over. He makes both free throws, game's over. But that wasn't the case. And I think that's been the story of Bron's career. Like it's one of those things where damn if you do damn if you don't you know what i mean if he he goes over there it's times where he goes to the rim and and say he misses the layup oh he was avoiding contact because he doesn't want to uh shoot free throws and he shoots the jumper it's oh he should have went to the rim and dunked on everybody it's like yo it's one of those things where or if he makes it it's it was luck he did it because it was against this team or whatever it's always some kind of excuse to take away from his greatness when he has success or to second guess decisions that he makes. So it's like one of those things where unless he makes the 30 foot, even remember, remember in the bubble, remember the first bubble, not the first bubble, but the first uh, tournament that get into the uh, playoffs. Remember their first year and they had to play Golden State first play in. And he hit that crazy 30 footer to end the game against Golden State. I remember the very next day, Stephen A came on TV and said it was luck. Anybody else makes that shot, they're clutch and they're this and they're that. But LeBron was lucky. That's crazy. Right. And he, he, he's he been lucky more than anyone because he's the all-time leader in game winners. Right. So what, right, but- what are we really talking about here? The, the guy who's scared to take the last shot, the guy who's scared to have the ball in his hands when it matters most, has the most clutch points and most game winners of all time. How does that even make sense? You know, they'll change the scenario. Although they didn't count, they happened in the Eastern Conference. Blah, it'll be some kind of storyline they'll create to take away the credit that he actually deserves. You know what I mean, like we go <laughs> back when, and forth. When you say that, when you say that, doesn't it sound dumb? Sounds crazy. Makes no <laughs> sense. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's the story of Brian's career. Like, we got it. He's so great. We got to create these. You know, these the goal line might be this, right? And then once mm-hmm. Ron passes it, oh no, 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 that's not the goal line. The goal line was actually over here. This is this is what yeah. I said he had to do. You know what I mean? Like, right? It's when the Brian can't win. Like it's all they're always going to change. Like if like we me you went back and forth many times where it's almost like Brian, you might you better off losing. In the first round or the second round or the conference finals, then you are getting to the final. Like you drag these teams that have no business getting to the finals. 
but we're not mm-hmm. going to give you credit for that. When you lose the finals, it's your fault. And, and, and we're going to, you know what I mean? Like the storylines are crazy when we know the, the story behind it. You know, we I mean? you know the information behind it, but they don't, they, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those type of things where yeah. we don't want you to pass, Mike, and we're going to create every obstacle so you don't. Every, I, I saw a post today. I saw somebody say, it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what he does. I don't care what he does. My list is my list, and it's not ever changing. That's, that's totally unfair. That's the whole. I mean, when you debate and when you're having a conversation, we have these kind of shows, right? And millions of these kind of shows out, right? Mm-hmm. You should be able to walk into the conversation and have the ability to be wrong, right? Have the ability to have the conversation and to have your opinion change because of the, the the facts and the information being provided to you by other people, right? Mm-hmm. I can't walk into the conversation like, oh, LeBron's to go, because there are legit arguments. Like, y'all, y'all, these other people aren't smart enough to have them to point out these points. There are legit points that you could come out with that are, all right, this is why he isn't my goal. And I wouldn't have a real argument, right? I would well, have and to- wouldn't not, have a problem with it. Right, I wouldn't have an issue with it. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm, I'm one of those people. You're, you're not wrong if you say Mike is the goat, because Mike is great. I'm fine with that, but I'm not crazy when I say Bron is the goat, and and that's the that's what they try to create. Like it's that's the difference, right? That's the difference. Uh, Cam Reddish, Cam got the game ball yesterday. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I'm glad he wasn't discouraged at the Miami situation because it was a clean look. He just missed. And it's just it's just a testament to to Braun as not just as one of the all-time great basketball players we've ever seen. It's a testament to Braun as an all great all-time great teammate because he did not he did not waver, he did not move, he did not uh he he did not shake his basketball acumen and his IQ and his trust in his teammates. He still did the same exact thing. He trusted what works. He trusted. He took what the defense gave him. He kicked it out to Cam. Cam was wide open. Cam is a professional basketball player. You make the shot. You take the shot. If you make it or you miss it and we move on. And Cam you know made crazy four is? those corner threes. You know what's crazy is in that same little flurry of possession, like it was a bunch of offensive rebounds in that. Like, I think they got three shots out of that possession, right? Cam started off by missing that same shot. Like the first possession, he missed that shot. But Brian still, like those are the habits and, and, and the energy that you put into your teammates that pays off later on. Because you're going Absolutely. to be in similar situations later on in the playoffs and on your journey to hopefully win a championship where – Cam Reddish is going to be in the corner. And maybe mm-hmm. the, the the fact that you've shown this confidence in him, it, it, it can't do nothing but help. If your goal is to right. win a championship, you're going to need others to help. You're going to need Cam Reddish's, Reeves. You're going to need, need these other guys to make shots because good teams are going to do things to take you and AD away. Yeah, and if and if you alienate them early in the season, it's not going to pay dividends later on down the line. Absolutely, if you take away shots from them and opportunities. They're not going to be ready when it matters most. You know what's great about LeBron? The greatest thing about LeBron? Nobody had to tell him that. Phil Jackson had to tell Michael Jordan Paxson and Kerr were open. Phil Jackson had to tell Kobe 
share the ball with your teammates, even when Kobe had the most dominant center who ever lived. Phil Jackson had to force him to pass the ball. No one had to do that with LeBron. LeBron is a team-first guy, and he's still the all-time leading scorer. He's still fourth in assists. That's how great the guy is. And we're heading into the second quarter. Ray is up 10 to 9. That's like a it's like a boxing match today. 10-9? 10-9, you? 10-8. I got a knockdown. <laughs> nah, nah, your compu box numbers ain't like that. All your tower shots. But we're heading into the second quarter. Uh the Clippers got Beat by the Mavericks. The Mavericks put a buck 44 on them. Buck 44 on them. Yo, like, and Lucas was out there playing with them. Dropped a 44, 40, uh, 44, 44, Habo, 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 That's three yeah, he was out there sticks, cooking. two blue cheeses, a ranch, if that's which, if that's your twist. You know what I mean? And we throwing nah, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be a twist. Cheese fries with a little bacon sprinkling on them all crazy, like. (laughs) Oh, real bacon. Real, real bacon. Like, we really had to fry that joint up and chop that thing down and (laughs) hit hit him with one of these. Let the bacon hit down my elbow all crazy. (laughs) No bacon bits, man. We don't do bacon bits around here. Yo, look at them dirty. That was only that was three quarters of work, too. Like three quarters of work. That wasn't even full game. So he would put a fifty piece on crazy. They always had problems with Luca though. Always. Oh, Luca always always put in work against the Clippers. Always. Like that. I was Kawhi, going to say that, yeah. Never bothered him. Like, y'all getting smoked, and I don't care what type of time y'all on. <laughs> the the Mavericks look great so far. They 71, 72, something. They don't worry. It's yeah. crazy. It's because Kyrie ain't even doing Kyrie's type things. He's Kyrie not. Kyrie been quiet. Right. Right. And Luca been putting in work, bro. They got a good, you know, they got they got that Grant Williams sign. Him, 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 him. Right. That was his ability team. to stretch the floor is crazy. And he fits in perfectly. But you know, he a dog on defense. He's versatile on defense. And usually you got that combination. And he shoots the tray ball at a high clip. They they yeah. they can put lineups out there with all shooting around Luca, which you know, I know we was going, I think earlier in the year, we was talking like, oh, it don't work. It's going to be hard to put a team around. But maybe they figured it out. I'm happy for Jay Kidd. Did Jay Kidd the coach down there, right? What's Jay that? Kidd, right? Jay Kidd the coach, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy for Jay Kidd. That's my guy. So Yeah, you know, especially because yeah, I, mean, I, I don't think I don't think Kidd got a fair shake in Milwaukee or Brooklyn. Kidd was in Brooklyn? Well, Brooklyn. He got Brooklyn before uh, Kyrie and them got there. Remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's way before. Remember? Uh, remember when? Uh, uh, he had. It was a timeout. He he tried. He tried to call a timeout. Didn't have a timeout. So he he told one of his players to knock into him, 
and spill it, spill his drink. <laughs> Smart. That don't sound like something I should be firing you for. <laughs> that was just, nah. They ain't firing for that. That was brilliant. But that was in Brooklyn. That's what I'm saying. Oh, oh that was that's that's brilliant decision. Like, you know what I mean? Like, got us a free time. I hope it worked. Yeah, I think it did. But uh I don't I don't think he got a fair shake there. I don't think he got a fair shake in Milwaukee. When he was in Milwaukee, Giannis was young. They was trying to they were trying to pair Giannis and, and Jabari up. They thought that was that was gonna be their dynamic duo. And you know, sometimes Jabari, somebody's gotta be a scapegoat. You know what I mean? You got a team, you put them together and they underachieve or they look like it's a young team and they building and they look like they're on the cusp, but they don't get over there at the time everybody thinks they should. Somebody's got to right. get fired, right? You know, you feel like you got to bring yeah. in a coach that's going to, the same thing will happen, go and stay. You fire Mark and you insert Kerr and Kerr gets all the credit, you know what I mean? Mm. That's a touchy subject for me. Definitely a toughy, tough subject because my boy Mark should be coaching in today's league somewhere and he don't have a job because they did my boy dirty and yeah he deserves a lot he probably he won't get no credit for it but he deserves a lot of credit for what golden state turned into and i wish he would have been there for that entire run you know what i mean but that's and, and it's crazy how that plays out right steve kerr is gonna go down as one of the greatest coaches ever you know what I mean? He's going to be probably top 10 ever. They love Steve Kerr. He's coaching Olympic yeah. teams and all that. And here's Martin Jobs. But it could have easily yeah. been reversed because Martin did a great – even when they fired him, you could tell it, it was personal because he did a great job with that team. They were building. They had got to the second round. Even the year when they – I think his last year, was it a, was it a second round exit? I believe it was a second uh, round his, exit. His last year? Last year they there. lost to the Clippers. Remember, that was the year when they the Clippers – the uh, yes. Clippers had that issue with the coach, or the, not the coach, but the owner, with the, the racist, yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever he had going yeah, on. Donald Sterling. And, you know, I was, you losing them because it's tons of, tons of energy out there in regards for the Clippers to win that series. Like, you got the whole emotion of the owner and all that stuff. Like, that was a weird right, series. Right. Yeah, you said it was personal, which it, it, it clicked. It just clicked. I just had an epiphany. Uh, they let, they let Mark Jackson and Jeff Van Gundy go from ESPN, right? Right. Uh, the season starts, and Bob Myers, the former GM for the Golden State Warriors, is now a part of ESPN. So, do you wow. think that do you think that played a part in them letting Mark go because they knew they was about to sign Bob Myers? I would say yes, and I don't know. I would say yes too. I, I don't know why that would have caused any issues because I'm pretty sure Bob Myers is at the top to the point where you're not having any day-to-day interaction with Martin Jackson. But for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you felt the need to, uh, we got to get him out of here because there's there's something between them. Bob doesn't like him or they got bad blood or whatever the case may be. I don't right. know. It's weird because Martin Jackson- That is weird coach. though, right? And, and, it's, and, and it seems more than a coincidence to me but they don't even, you, it's crazy. They don't even talk about then, it. It's not even a topic. Because you don't you don't think of stuff like that. Like I just thought about it. I I you know like, I wow. knew Bob Myers was part of ESPN, so I definitely didn't think about it. Yo, he's on the countdown show now. He's on uh, so why would he have anything to do with Mark then? 
Because they because most of the most of the I know Countdown does a lot of their stuff in studio, but sometimes they're remote. Sometimes they're on location at the game. And you know, Mark and, and Mike Breen and Jeff Van Gundy, you know, they called a they called the game. So you had to make a choice and you had it. <laughs> Mark is great at his job. Bob Myers is an unknown. So unless you got him, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't know. That's crazy. I, I'm just saying, it just seemed weird. It just seemed weird. That's all. I'm not. I'm. I'm. We're just speculating. There's no. There's no proof to it. I ain't whether they had. Man. We know what Titan ain't on. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely. They're definitely on some weird time. Right. But uh, we we digress. The 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 Clippers, man. What's going on, Bird? What's 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 happening with them, man? They got Harden. Everybody got what they wanted. Mm-hmm. And now they're playing like hot garbage. Tough choices, right? You know what I mean? What it comes down to is you can't start all four. Russ or Harden, one of them has to come off the bench. Playing them next to each other, it doesn't fit. They were showing clips of the other day where it was perfect ball rotation, ball swinging around, and Harden gets it wide open, but he got to take a dribble. And he got to step back against nobody just to get into the rhythm of what his shot normally <laughs> feels like. And ends up getting his shot blocked. You know what I mean? A step, a step back against nobody is step back crazy. against nobody, and because that's his game, he's so used to having the ball in his hands that all his shots require him to create separation and usually get them. It's not usually off of somebody else doing something and the ball swinging and you you catching and shooting. So, you know, and, and the mistake they made, and I love Lou. I think Lou is one of, one of the best coaches in the league, but mm-hmm. the, he didn't nip it in the butt. You didn't make that hard choice from day one. And now you're going to create a scenario where somebody's going to be the scapegoat. Somebody's going to have to look like they're the reason you're struggling. You're 0-3. You're not playing to the expectations that you had when you formed this big four. And when you decide to take Westbrook or whatever and move him to the bench, now it looks like you're pointing the finger at him. And now you create a bad locker room because somebody's going, regardless of what they say to the public, to the media, whatever, like, oh, yeah, we're doing, we you just want to win. Nobody mm-hmm. wants to look like you're the reason where we're not being successful, right? Especially Russ. And you should have, so you should have off the top, Harden's our point guard, Russ, you're going to be our sixth man. And there'll be times when we can close games with all of y'all, but it's going to be times where that's not the case. And the re- the fact that they started this journey with all four of them starting is it, it, going to create bigger issues down the road. It's wild that they did start that way. And it's crazy that Lou, who was assertive and uh, displayed his authority with the most decorated superstar of our time and LeBron, he couldn't do that with this group. Like he couldn't, he couldn't assert a, a formula or designate players or manage egos with this group. And he managed the egos of LeBron James and Kyrie Irving in his rookie season as a head coach. I don't maybe understand been, that at all. Maybe it's because he was around them. You know, when you're the assistant coach, everybody's your friend. You're buddies with everybody. You know, everybody loves yeah. the assistant coach, right? So right. he got promoted to head coach. I think he had a little bit more leeway with Brian. Brian wanted 
the previous coach out, got his way, Lou gets promoted. So you got to rock. This is the guy you wanted, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think he had a little more, more leeway with that group because they wanted him. I think it's, it's hard to go backwards, right? It's hard to come back later on and make that decision. So it's going to be hard to – it's easier to, all right, Russ, come off the bench. We're struggling. Now we're going to move Russ to the starting lineup. You know what I mean? Let's try this versus, oh, we got all y'all starting. Now somebody's got to go to the bench to figure something out. I think another one of the biggest issues is that, you know, you their most decorated players is Kawhi, Russ, and Harden, right? MVPs, finals MVPs, you got this. But your best player is probably Paul George at this point. He is. He's probably their best player, even though he's been struggling since the change, but he's their best player right now. But he's the the least decorated of the three. So Facts. he's never going to be treated as their best player. It's always going to be Kawhi or Harden or one of those guys because they had the MVP, they had the accolades. And yeah. that's another problem. Right. They, they, <laughs> you ain't going to be able to tell them, look, man, the guy with nothing is the best guy. Right. I, but we can all see. I, I, I watched when uh, the, the Lakers played the Clippers. Kawhi got busy. He had 38. Paul George's 35 looked effortless, and he could have got 40, but I believe he fouled out. Yo, Paul, yours can play. He's not as, I ain't going to say he's not as explosive because he still shows that explosiveness. One thing about his game I don't like is that it's so perimeter-oriented. Paul George is shooting eight to ten trade balls every night. You know what I mean? Usually when you're the guy, you got to get to the free throw line. You got to get to the bucket. You got to mix your game up. So his game, like I think their last game against Dallas, you know what I mean? Even though they got blown out, he struggled because – all of his shots are coming from the perimeter. Everything is a trade ball. Everything is a contested two. You know, he, he got to do a better job of mixing his game up. But I think he is their best player, but he'll never be treated as such. It's always going to be Kawhi, Harden, Westbrook. All those, those are imposing personalities. Even now, right. you check the stat count, and I'm, you can see clearly what the problem is. You, the shot chart, Westbrook took 18 shots one game. It's like, Rush, you can't take 18 shots. You can't take more as many shots as Kawhi. You can't take right. more shots than, than Paul George. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, unless you're cooking. You know what I mean? You can't be and, seven for and, 18. And when, like, does, and when does he productive. cook? And when does he cook? <laughs> ramen. <laughs> when, did, when does he cook? Not, not, even, not even top ramen. Not even top ramen. Mor- Moroccan. The cup. The cup. Moroccan. <laughs> <Cup. laughs> Mor- Mor- Moroccan, whatever that other draw <laughs> is, it ain't top ramen. It's yo, this guy, this guy does not cook. Is, is he shooting a better percentage this year? I I, I, thought I feel he was. like he's starting to play. I don't know. I watched different. I watched a few games on play this year, and he's starting to make some of those rust type shots where the you know off the window mid range jumpers. He's not yeah. playing nearly as bad as he played for the Lakers. You know, he's playing much better. Uh, I gotta cut in here because the all I, I couldn't give any man. points. I couldn't give any points to everything. All the points you just made because the buzzer was off and you already yeah. Ray's killing it. <laughs> Ray's got twenty two. All right, Ray's got twenty two, and Brian's at sixteen. Ray was just I just you know he had the clipper. 
He had a three. The Clippers step back was funny. That was it. it was a, <laughs> nice there. I like that. So um, yeah. So that's that's what. All we're right. So right so that means I just got to stop laughing at your material because I laughed hard at that. <laughs> that was that was the laugh. <laughs> I guess that got you the point. <laughs> so uh, we this is what was what's the score? Six twenty two to sixteen. Jesus, what is going on with me today? We might just start going remote. <laughs> I knew you was going to say that. I knew you was going to say that. You know what it is? I'm, I'm, I'm in moderator mode. I'm in uh, I'm in Molly mode. I'm, I'm letting nah, my boy nah, cook. Nah, nah, I'm nah, letting my nah, boy nah, cook. Nah, You're hey, not listen. good on the road. You're not good. You want them listen. Them, you, role players do better at the crib. Superstars, <laughs> superstars play well wherever. You put me in any Superstar. gym. You play listen, you play well at the Elks Center. We get you out of the, you know what I mean? Out, out of your out of the element, you you struggle. <laughs> Yo, superstars play good on great on the road. Man, I'm a superstar, baby. Superstars, superstars are never under 500. <laughs> you're under 500 right now. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> But it's all good. And uh, I actually am a second half player. So we'll see how things turn out after these messages. We are now at halftime. Uh, this is halftime. And halftime is sponsored by, if you know, you know, Trivia Game. This is a trivia game uh, created by a great friend of mine and uh friend to the show Saquon Gallette uh if you know you know is a 90s to 2020s hip-hop and R&B trivia game is created by Saquon Gallette as I said it's Star Corner production Star Corner games and it's the game you never knew you needed guaranteed to have you singing dancing laughing and reminiscing you'll probably learn something too in the most fun way ever is for ages 13 and up because you know with hip hop we have explicit <laughs> we have explicit lyrics. But yeah, if you know, you know trivia game, uh get it on Amazon and wherever uh games are sold. That is our halftime sponsor. And we are back. This is high IQ basketball with Brian Isley and Raymond Bird. Uh this is the third quarter. Ray is up twenty two to sixteen. I don't know how, but whatever. Uh <laughs> We're going, we're going to get into the third quarter. And the third quarter is, since we talked about the Clippers with the addition of James Harden in the second quarter, we're going to talk about the Sixers since they traded James Harden and how they look. Your thoughts, Ray? I'm glad we got to this. This is, this this was the highlight topic for me. This is the best one. Uh, yeah. I think one of those additions by subtraction. You know, I mean, you got a chance. You got rid of Harden. You got a chance to see Maxi full bloom. You know what I mean? Like the boy's playing at a high level. He got a full package. He got a flow game left, right. He full super package. quick. Hey. Hey, oh, yo. chill, big chill, man. Boy, getting to the cup, finishing the tray ball. He's shooting with range, middies. The bull got full ball game, and it's got a chance Word. to see it on full display. The team, you could tell. Everybody's happy playing with each other, and when I'm type thing, we I think we talked about it yesterday offline, where it was just like, you know, you're in a rhythm. Every the ball's moving, so every, even if you're not getting a shot, you're touching the ball. The ball's moving around. Yeah. You're a part of what's going on, rather than 
you know, you somebody has the ball for 22 seconds and they kick the ball to you in the corner in two seconds and you got to shoot the ball. You know, I mean, everybody is truly feeling a part of this offense. I think it's one of those things where the, the Sixers are in a very good situation. They couldn't ask for a be- better scenario after that trade. And you make the trade and you worry about, you know, is Embiid going to be happy? Is he going to be, you know, asking for a trade? And I don't, he seems to be happy. The team's playing at a, very well. I think they were seven and one, number one seed in the East. It's early right now, so who knows how that all plays out. But he's happy. The team's competitive. I think he feels like he got the pieces where he can win with it, what he has. And they still have ammunition. They got everything they got from the Harden trade in the Arsenal to still go out and go make it. They're going to be able to look at their team, get to the trade deadline, and make decisions on. Do we need to add this? Do we need to add that? The other two contenders, Boston and Milwaukee, they both shot their shot already. Milwaukee gave up everything they could have gave up to go get right. Dane. Boston gave mm-hmm. up everything they could have gave up to go get Holiday and Przingis. There's no other moves for them to make outside of just the mm-hmm. buyout market. Philly, who seems to be on par with those two teams as is, still has bullets in the chamber to go make a move to go if it's a small little role players they want to add to you know bolster the bench or swap this piece out for that piece they look like yeah. they are they look to be in a better situation than they were when they had hard and who would have thought that because you would have thought that i mean i know the jokes were oh the process looks crazy now now it's gonna be they're gonna have to do it all over again because they're gonna have to trade and be not and be look happy and if i'm in b i'm good Maxi Hooper, yeah, 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 and we can go add something else. Couldn't ask mm-hmm. for a better situation. Uh, you left, you left one part out. That, that's a great, that's a great take. But they traded Harden, right? They traded a headache that is James Harden. They traded the black cloud over their organization situation with him and Daryl Morey. It's done. It's over with. Got rid of that. Uh, that that's great. They also got rid of a, a player who gives you everything on the defensive end and absolutely nothing on the offensive end in PJ Tucker. <laughs> right. They added people who can actually put the ball in the basket and play defense. Covington is a capable defender. Ubre can lock in and play defense at times. They have scores who are capable defenders now as a, as opposed to having a player who is all about scrap and defense and fight and dog, but can't get you a bucket to save his life on the other end. Right. And I think that is crucial because down the stretch, and especially when it get thick in the playoffs, they're going to need somebody other than Embiid, who Embiid trusts, to kick out of the double team who can knock down that shot. We talk about Cam Reddish and the trust that LeBron James has in him to knock down that shot. Embiid has to have trust and Oubre. He has to have trust in Covington. He has to have trust in Tobias Harris, which I think he does. And he's building more trust in Maxi each and every day to be that second guy and that, that guy that can help him be close. Or he could close on his own when it, when it, when it matters most. They got a very unique and, and, and capable roster. And I think Nick Nurse is competent enough because we've seen him work with this this kind of win by committee squad. We seen him do that in 2019. So he's capable of, of doing that here in Philadelphia. 
they don't have the big names that Milwaukee and Boston have. But to your point, I think they're on par roster for roster. Now, if they make a move before the before the the, the trade deadline and 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 bolster it even more, now we're cooking. Now I'm thinking about buying ticks. You know what's crazy? You know what, what I mean? You know what's crazy is is that you get rid of Harden, right? And everything seems to fall in place, right? Because yeah, Embiid is uh, numero uno, right? Even when Harden was there, Embiid's your first option. He just he won the MVP, right? right? Maxi falls into now your two spot, and now Tobias rounds out to that three spot where he's very comfortable being like 17 points a game. He can get his own bucket. He can spot up and shoot. He can do a plethora of different things. And then you talk about now you got all the role players, Ubre getting buckets down there. He's very, I like, I don't think, I don't think he's playing above his head. I think he's playing to his capability. He can knock down Mm -hmm. open shots. He's athletic. I think that entire team, they're happy to, you can tell when someone's happy to come to work, right? You look like those right. boys is happy to come to work. They happy to be a part of what, and that's a big part of, you know, building a championship team, being happy playing with the guys you're playing with. You know what I mean? Being happy with the role that you have. And I, right. like I said before, like they they have this thing hanging in the background where they got all these first round picks. And I think they're going to have to be careful. They might not need, I, I was thinking, you might have to go get a, a Zach Levine or somebody of that caliber. That might not be the move. You know what I mean? The move might be just to add a little of this and a little and throw a little adobe on there and there. You might not need to go grab another entree. You know what I mean? On another protein or something crazy. You might, protein. you might not, you might not want to go with the double shaboing boings. You know what I mean? You might just oh want to keep God. it. <laughs> but yo, seriously, I think the Sixers could not have asked for the situation to play out better than what it has. Like they, they, mm-hmm. they should be happy. With the hardened trade, they got what they could have hoped for. They got pieces. You got contracts you can sell. You can trade. You got expiring deals that you can get off. Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris. You got uh, Batum for that. I mean, I might not even move Batum because he looked like he fits. You know what I mean? Right. But you Well, he listen, he's one of those players that you put him into a roster, you put him into a rotation, he's going to fit. He's just that type of player. He looked like he was on the way out the league when he was in Charlotte. Gets to I'm the just Clippers, saying, from a from from an ability standpoint, from an ability standpoint, since since uh, Portland, he looked he looked like he you could just plug him into a, a rotation and he'll fit. Right, I like the Sixers team. I'm I'm happy that Maxi out here doing work. Longest you and B can you've stay been big healthy. On Maxi for a long, for a long time. You've been big on Maxi for a while. I remember you having arguments with people in Walmart. <laughs> saying they should just ride with Maxi, and they they were telling you, that yo, was I was crazy. I was saying I was like, yo, you can, you know what I mean, if I got to move off of Embiid, I'm keeping Maxi and, and piecing the yeah. thing around him. But yeah, I, I like the direction of this team. I think you know, what I mean, as long as they smart and what they add, you know, what I mean, you don't want to add a headache. You got to be smart in what you add to to what you. See, I think Zach, I think Zach would be perfect because he a shooter. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. <clears throat> we we. We're asking them, we're asking the 76ers organization to be smart. Well, they look like they were smart just now. You just got now, off of Harden, you added some They have a players. history of not being smart. I'm saying they have a history of not being smart way more than they have of being smart. 
So we're hey. giving them credit where credit is due. This is a great move. They they got rid of a headache and they added pieces that can help MB and Maxi. Noted. But they <laughs> over the years they've had a bad track record of making moves that depleted the roster and crushed morale. So right. we just gotta wait and see. And with all this being said, the great moves that they that they made to get rid of Harden and bring the roster the way it is now, I still think at the end of the season they're a second round out. Hmm. I mean, well, if you think that, right, you think that they are exactly what they were with Harden. So if you traded Harden, obtained assets, and you are exactly, people are looking at you, you think that that team is exactly what they was the previous year. They won. I know. I mean, you did a great great job. And you have assets to improve upon. Can't be mad at that. They, and I, they, I think I think they might be better than a second round out because the expectations aren't that. If they lost in the second round, let's say they make no moves and they're as is and they win a playoff series and give mm-hmm. a tough they play Milwaukee or Boston in the second round, push them six, seven games. I don't think you walking away from that like, oh my gosh, not, we gotta fire the I'm coach. Not, we gotta, you know what I mean? I'm not saying that it was a I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm saying it's a great lateral move. You don't have the headache and you still got a firepower to contend for a championship. Right. That, that was the point I was trying to make. It's, it, it's a great lat. It's one of those lateral moves that I'm not mad at because they got rid of a headache, a, 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 an aging superstar who thinks he's still the one and he's not, who's very entitled, been coddled his entire career since Houston. He's gone now and you still have a competitive roster that's a win for the Sixers here's my prediction right I don't know if we allowed it I think it's early enough where we can we can we can change our predictions right I think it's early enough right we ain't even 10 games change in. them whenever you want it's your show no 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 I think I think by you got by by all-star break you got to be locked in I'm, I'm changing minds right now I'm going with the Sixers to come out to east wow I think the Sixers are going make a move a, a substantial piece that's going to get them over to home I think I like the wow. team as is and I think they're going to make a move I think wait I, wait wait hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on uh so so you're 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 making that prediction with the thought that they're going to make a move you're not making that position that prediction with the roster as is I think you look All right. At- so wait, I'm going to cut in because it is the buzzer. We were at the buzzer. And this is perfect hey. for like what we need to do. All right. Ray, I'm going to kick it to you. You got a minute to kind of like sum up the point and then we'll go back to Bry to like and for his thoughts on it. And we'll just okay. see how it looks. All right. Cool. cool. Gotcha. Yep. All right. So I, I look at the, you know, the two teams. So you're looking at Milwaukee, you're looking at Boston. I think great rosters on both sides, right? Most times it comes down to who's the best player, right? And they both got great players on both sides. You got Giannis, you got Tatum, right. blah, 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 right? But right. they got Embiid. Embiid the, is the MVP from the previous season. And Embiid yep. plays a position that neither one of them play. And as great as Giannis is, he can't do nothing with Embiid. Tatum is a, is a three. He can't do nothing with Embiid. Embiid might be the thing that gets him over the home. And I think that pressure of not having the pressure, you know what I mean? 
the, the expectations isn't championship or bust. You know what I mean? So I think with or without a move, like I'm going with the Sixers. I think this is Embiid's moving. I think at the very least they're getting to the conference finals. I think they're knocking okay. the boys off. All right. And I, I don't think so. I think that the, the Sixers are going to be a second round out. And I think it's going to be okay because they don't have that pressure anymore. They don't have that dynamic duo who, if we, if you don't remember a year ago, some people were compl- uh, comparing Embiid and Harden to Kobe and Shaq, which was asinine. It's crazy. They don't have that. Embiid doesn't have that pressure anymore. He already got over the hump and got his MVP. Now you could just go play. You got house money. You got Maxi. You got all these guys. They could. They could make. They could create an upset. They could make very well make some noise and beat some people. But I think roster as currently constructed. Their second round out, and it's okay because it's a better second round out than it is last year because the expectation was a title. The expectation is not a title now. So second round out is okay. I got them coming. I, I, I think they make a move. So I can't we see them. Shall see. That. I can't see we them. Shall see. That. Neil, how we, how we do on that? Oh, I think that was pretty good. Um, all right. So I'm going to give, uh, let's see. I'm going to say Brian. I feel like that Brian had like a three on that. Though. That was like, I feel like that on the take. I know, Ray, it's going to be hard to hear. All right. Brian's crushing. Brian, Brian, it's, I feel like he was correct in that. Like I got, just because of the maxi trust take, uh, uh, the platoon one, I think too. I just, there was a lot in there that I, I liked a lot. The second round out uh, for the Sixers. And then Ray as well. Did pretty well. So what do we have? We got uh, eight, ten. So Ray is thirty-two, and Brian's coming up from behind. Let's see, eight. Oh my God, we just make this stall while I pull this together. There's a couple of points in here, dude. You might be pulling away by a lot. Hold on. Ten, twelve, fourteen. Oh yeah, there we go. Fourteen and there's seventeen. Oh, all right. So, and that, what are you, 27? No, just keep going and then I'll add this up. Hold on. <laughs> it's too many. I got like the taxi. There's a lot of adding over there. I was over yes. there doing my, I was cooking. I was my, cooking in second. that third quarter. So we are now in the fourth quarter. Neil is still working on the score because I scored so many points in the third quarter that he's got to tally it up and it's going to take some time. <laughs> <laughs> we are heading into the fourth now, and this is an interesting topic. Uh, Lil Wayne was on Undisputed the other day, and I believe he was asked the question, what do the Lakers have to do to win a title? And his answer was, if they really want to win, if they're serious about winning, they have to get rid of AD. Uh, now we usually don't take I, I, I take a rapper's opinions about who with a, with a grain of salt and I, I understand why Lil Wayne is on the show he's great friends with Skip and it, it, it's supposed to generate numbers because Lil Wayne is an icon Lil Wayne has a a, a a fan base that will tune him to watch him do almost anything but this was a very interesting point and I want to know your thoughts on it. I would say 
I get where he's coming from. The you know the inavailability. You know what I mean? The unknowns that you get with AD, the 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 highs and the lows. You know what I mean? When you're talking about winning the championship, you need consistency. You need consistent right. greatness from especially a guy that at this stage in LeBron's career, like AD should be the better player. AD should be yeah. steering the ship and Bron should be going along for the ride. You know what I mean? Bron should have his moments here and there, but it should be consistently AD being the better player. And the fact that that transition has never truly taken place is alarming. But, you know, just from the point of, you know, looking at the landscape of the league, like, who do you trade AD for? Like, if you're saying that you've got to move off of AD, who do you get for AD that's going to allow you to win a championship? Because this isn't young LeBron, right? This isn't Mm -hmm. LeBron that all right, we can trade AD, go get some pieces, put him around Brian, and we can go win like that. That's not the LeBron you currently have. You, If you want to win the championship with LeBron at this stage in his career, you want to have somebody who is better or at the very least as good as LeBron can be at his best. And I'm right. not sure that that trade exists in the league this year. So I, I, I agree with him in regards to AD is so it's hard to believe in him. You know what I mean? And I'm I'm a fan, so I want to see him be great. End of the year on that run to get to the playoffs, AD was incredible. You know what I mean? First and second rounds, he was incredible, and and he had those those games that's like, yo, this guy is him. Like this is the best defensive player in the in the, in the playoffs, and you know he can give you thirty. That's a rare combination, right? A guy that you look at right. as potentially being the best defensive player in the league and he can go get you 30, that's a rare combo. But then, you know, he'll come back the very next game and give you 11. You know what I mean? And to be a superstar, that's alarming. That's alarming where it's just – and then you throw in – I'm not even – you throw in the entries. The, the, you know what I mean, it's always – you know, he walks into the season saying, Yo, I'm playing 82 games. I'm going to go hard. Bro, you can't even hide injuries. Like, you get any kind of nick, and it's, oh, oh, hey, get me out. Like, come on, my boy. Like, yo, Egg Lee, where's your toughness? Like, you can't, he can't even hide an injury. Like, he, you, anything nah, happens, this, I'm grabbing an arm, I'm, I'm limping. Like, yeah. yo, play, play through something. You know what I mean? You know how much the team needs you. Show some right. kind of toughness. You get hurt, and it's, oh, I'm definitely going to be ready for the next game. And then you're on the bench in street clothes. Like, mm-hmm. he's very unreliable. So I agree, I but I don't agree because I don't know what you could go get. What can you get for AD right now that's going to put you in a yeah. position to take advantage of this small window that you have with LeBron? In, in that regard... I agree with you. I don't I don't know who you go get to replace him. And the Lakers already invested in extension three years, $186 million into this guy. Uh, I do agree with him in regard. I, I don't think he's ever going to take the reins the way he should as the face of the franchise. I know LeBron is trying to force him to take the reins. I know that the, the Lakers organization is trying to uh, 
tell him and, and show him that he is the face and the future of the franchise. But I, I just don't see it. And I also think that at the age of 30, I think that we we might have seen, and this is unfortunate, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe maybe it's something. Maybe one day, uh, uh, he'll he'll turn into that guy that the scouts and and the GMs said they would pick him number one over everybody. I remember that poll that they took a few years back. And it was like, who's the superstar you would take first? And everybody said AD. Yeah, because they, they saw the potential of AD becoming the best player in the league. Unfortunately, he hasn't become that. He hasn't been the best player of the league. And it's debatable whether he's top 10. It is not based on talent. It's not based on ability. It's based on availability. And he hasn't been able to showcase that he's reliable enough to be available enough to be dominant enough. I don't... I, yeah, go ahead. You're fine. Go ahead. No dog. That's the problem. Yeah. He ain't got no dog in him. You know what I mean? Like, he look... Look, it looked like New Orleans, the kid looked special. I think we... I think the Lakers got one year of Anthony Davis, New Orleans version of him. And that was the first year. And outside of that, it's 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 in it's even a, think about the year in the bubble when they won the chip right, you you didn't notice it because you was winning, but the inconsistencies were showing in. Look and go back to that Miami series in the finals, first three games of that series, he looked like the finals MVP. Yeah, and then he would then he was average the rest of the series, and he right. the they were lucky that you had Bron. You ain't got Bron no more. You got LeBron now. And he LeBron is not good enough on a consistent basis to carry the whole roster on his back anymore. Right. So I mean, you know what I mean? He he's giving it a valiant effort. He's playing well. He's playing well. Bron is not good enough at this point in his career to carry all of them. He needs somebody. Yeah. That's and he shouldn't play. be asked to. It shouldn't he even shouldn't. come to this point. It shouldn't even. It shouldn't even come to this point. And that's that's where I'm frustrated with Anthony Davis. Like Bron should be on. You you remember that video when uh, it was the the, the Lakers in the playoffs back in the day, and, and I think Kobe had sprained his ankle, and they showed Shaq walking into the locker room with Kobe on his back. He was giving him a piggyback ride. Remember that? That's right. what AD should be doing for LeBron James right now. Li- literally and figuratively on the basketball court. He should be carrying this man and carrying this roster to another championship. The way Shaq carried the Lakers to that three-peat. Like, it should be dominant that way. That's how much regard and, and, and that people have for Anthony Davis. I remember people were saying, this guy is him. This guy is going to be an all-time great this guy's going to be the best player in the league for I remember years. The poll. I remember that poll. This is when Brown was still Brown Brown. And Do you they remember, said, Do they you said remember it, in, I, remember uh, the, I remember the take. They said, who is going to replace LeBron as the best right. player? And the popular thing was 
oh, it's going to be KD. And then people, and when they had the poll, they said, nah, it's going to nah. be AD. AD is going to become be the best player in the world. After Braun, it's going to be AD. Word. And Word. that never happened. You know what I mean? And never it's, happened. He ain't got the dog. And you know what the thing that he missing probably more than anything is just that go take your 20 shots. You should be taking 20 shots every night. Nobody's going to question that. Nobody's going, if you go five for 20, everybody's cool with it. Nobody's mad at you for taking your 20. If you go 15 to 20, great. But he don't have that mentality to be dominant every single night. AD is when everything is going well, he'll, he'll be that guy. Shots is falling. He's that guy. But when it's hard and the shots aren't falling, he can't pick himself up. You're nope. struggling. You get off to a slow start. AD's going to have a bad game. That's just what it is. He, he's not one of those guys where brittle. his body is. I don't even think. I, I think it's mental. I think. And, and I, I, don't, I guess you I can't don't blame so. him. I, think I don't you think so. I think it is mental. He does not have. Yo, you can hoop, right? And you sprain your ankle. You go tighten my joints up. I'm hooping. This is. You hooping out. at the, You hooping at LA. And we ain't getting no bread. I want to get no bread. Let me go take my joint up. I want to play ball. It's, I, Hoopers is in here. I'm ready. To, yeah, I came here to get busy. Yeah. We've done. He we've done that. Absolutely. That him. He is. I, I got to sit out this game. I got to, I got to, got to massage my, I'm going home. Yo, that's him. He, yo, I mean, <laughs> that's, yo. What, that's what type time you on. Yo, that's the type time you on. I'm going home. I got to ace my ankle. Yeah. I mean, he ain't tightening that thing up and going to work. He ain't built like that. And I think it's, it's, Toughness, mental, dog, he don't have any of those things. Because I think some of these injuries, when I mean, you hurt, you hurt. It is what it is. But some yeah. of these injuries he be having, like, all right, the, the game he got hurt, I don't know what happened. I don't know what right. happened. And somehow you missed that game and another game. Like, what? Yo, it, just this season, I said something to you. I'm like, oh, boy. This guy, this guy hurt again. He over there flexing his hand. You was like, yo, what? I ain't even see that. <laughs> yo, <laughs> what happened? I like AD. I'm rooting for AD. I want to see AD be great. But he is, is not in him. So I think Wayne is right. You know what I mean? If there was a P, if you could trade him straight up for Embiid, I would do it. You know what I mean? But I just don't know if that trade of that value is out there because Darryl, Brian Darryl may be a liar. Dow Morey may be a liar, but he's not stupid. He's not stupid, right? <laughs> that's that's not happening, bro. <laughs> yo, like there's no way. He's sw- yo. I yo, will welcome like, it. I will welcome it with open arms. And, and if Palenka was dog. able to pull something off like that, that would be epic. Yo, Embiid is injury prone too, but Embiid is a dog. You ain't you know Embiid what I mean? Embiid is the best. And yes. yo, and beat is taking his 20 to 25 shots every Regardless. night. He's going to get busy. I'm gonna go to the free throw line. I'm shooting 15, mm-hmm. 20 free throws. AD don't do that. AD ain't get he ain't, there's no physicality in his game. There's no assertiveness. Like yeah. I said, when it's going well, he gonna uh-huh. get he gonna kill you. He's gonna look like the best player in the world. But when he if he gets off to a slow start, man, you can check him off. You can get nothing from here's, him that night. Here's the thing about Embiid that I like, and I wish he would do more of. Yeah, so, uh, he could be too perimeter perimeter oriented at times. Yes, he could fall in love with that jumper a lot. 
But when it's really time to get down and dirty, he gets that ball on that block. One, two dribbles. I'm rising up and I'm dunking on you. Sometimes, sometimes he gets a little shackish. Yo, he, you yo. get what I'm saying? Like he, he, he doesn't do it as much as I would like for him to. But sometimes he gets that ball on the block and it is hammer time. I don't care who's guarding me. I've seen him do it to Giannis. I've seen him do it to Joker. I've seen him do that to AD. I've seen him do that to Cat. He he destroys Cat. I don't. I think that's personal. I think whenever no. they match up, he absolutely demolishes Cat. Some guys, when you look when you you look on the calendar and you see the schedule, and oh, I got Joker tonight. I got Cat tomorrow. I got Giannis next week. I'm getting better. These games, I'm circling. I'm not hurt those games. I, 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 ankle sprain, I'm I'm hooping. Word this, up. this is the matchups. That's how Embiid is. He played against any other big in the league. He is he is going to get busy because he looks at those as benchmark games. Like, yo, I gotta show you what I'm I gotta show you I'm him. Yeah. AD ain't like that. AD ain't like that. You know what I mean? AD will play average as shit against Giannis. He'll play average. Anytime he goes against Embiid, Embiid kills him. You know what I mean? Like, right. He ain't got no so dog. Is, so is this? So one one last question: Is this the is this the best we've seen of AD? Have we seen the best of Anthony Davis? I think it's the best in regards to you're going to get highs and lows. You're going to get moments where you see AD and he looks incredible, and then you're going to see moments where he's giving you 15, 17 points. I think he'd be better served if he was in the third role. If we had been able to go get Kyrie and still had AD, that would be the perfect roster because, you know, Brown going to get his, Ty would go get his, and AD can have those games where he, if he's got 17 and eight rebounds and played great defense, it would be enough. But then you would know you would get those games where everything is going right and he gave you 40. But when he's in a position where he's the guy and you need that 25 to 30 every single night, you're not going to get it. He's not consistent. So I think Got it. I'm not going to say we've seen the best because I think this is just this is what you get from him. You get highs and lows. Got it. Neil. Yeah, here we go. Serving it up. Good round, everybody. Sorry, it's over top of Brian's head at the moment. I apologize. But yeah. Ray was Ray was racking up stuff uh, in the fourth quarter there. Uh, his defensive notes um, with AD and he's unreliable. You know, a lot of stuff. Brian even agreeing at a certain point. Like you guys kind of agreed on that subject. But then, uh, yeah, Brian just started uh, starting to go in there. So yeah, you got fifty-two Brian, forty-six Ray at the end of the fourth. I'm with the buzz, I'm with the horn on this. Boom! That's what it is. <laughs> All right, I'll let you guys. Know. That was the that was the fourth. That was. Was it not the fourth? That was definitely the fourth. Yeah, that was the fourth. That was the fourth. Yeah, that was definitely the okay. Fourth. I, I mean, I just I've just been cooking this whole second half, so it's, it, it kind of all <laughs> blended together. Yeah, you know I mean, what the, the the second half was just one big one, one quarter for me. You know what I mean, right. the coach ain't <laughs> take me out. The, the coach ain't let he ain't take me out. He just let me cook. So. <laughs> you know what I'm saying we gonna we gonna get nah, to the OT. Nah, this is it's just overtime. 
Okay. Is at the end you doing your jersey swap and you and Neil doing jersey swaps together. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. The end result is three, one, and one. Listen, you and Neil, like you there, you see the memes where <laughs> you had a player, then he doing a jersey swap with the ref. You doing a jersey swap with Neil. <laughs> it's crazy. Now it's a conspiracy. It's a, it's a, it's a Neil conspiracy. But we're going to get to the OT. Uh, the OT is kind of... Uh, we, we've had this discussion before uh, about um, Black-owned businesses and what they can do to improve service and overall quality, especially <laughs> at re- especially at restaurants. Let me lead uh, off Keith, for this, man. Keith Lee, oh, let me let me Keith Lee visited Atlanta, and, and all hell broke loose. Uh, and he he's been receiving death threats. <laughs> that's that's not funny, but it's funny. Uh, apparently, he went to these ATL restaurants and completely obliterated them. Uh, stating poor quality, poor customer service. Ray, I know you have a very strong opinion about this. I've heard <laughs> it, but I want the masses to hear it. What's your take, my friend? First of all, let me lead up. I love Atlanta. I've had nothing but great experiences in Atlanta, so I can't necessarily agree with him But in regards Word to up. Atlanta. But um, black-owned restaurants, when you go to these and, and, and they got they just very they run these operations very shitty the hours of operation are, are all over the place you know what I mean if they got a popular product they always running out you know what I mean and I ain't gonna name no I wanna name nobody no, none of these places no, by name not. but every place I've gone to and you know I'm a foodie, so somebody say something popping, I'm gonna pull up. I'm gonna give it a try. Yeah. And I don't. And you I'm give me go suggestions everywhere. all the time. Right. And I'm gonna go everywhere. It'll and it don't matter what it is if it's black owned. First of all, that if they say they, I've, I've called places. Are we open at twelve o'clock, eleven o'clock, or whatever? And I've called them. What's going on? I'm trying to put an order in. Do you do you want mac and cheese and yams? Well, we ain't got those yet. You can't put put in. I mean, like yo. I mean, either they ain't, they ain't got enough of this stuff. I've gone places, put in orders. Very popular spot, wing spot. Go over there, put my order in. Said it's gonna be a couple hours. It's gonna be an hour wait or whatever. Right? Cool. I go home. I'm gonna wait up. I've been home waiting so long for the call that my food was ready. I forgot. I'm sitting at home like trying to figure out what I'm gonna eat because I forgot I had an order in. So I'm out the crib going to go get food, and then I find I get a call. Your, your platter's ready. Damn, I didn't even know I had an order in no more. I forgot all about that. So That's wild. I, I never had an issue with so much quality. But matter of fact, I'm going to say quality as well. I, I think these black-owned restaurants like that, I think they go through their personnel so much that they'll have one cook one day, then they have Inspired. somebody else cooking the next day. And, and, and everything trash. that you thought was smacking... It's trash today. It's times where you, you, (laughs) it's been popping all this time and then you slide back and we go to my old trusty shrimp platter, blah, blah, blah. And it's Mm -hmm. horrible this time. Or or the Mm -hmm. shrimp is mad small. 
or the fish's mad bony. Like I'm telling you, like the consistency, the consistency in the black old operations is trash. The hours of operation, they always what kind of operation y'all y'all run and y'all closed on Mondays and Tuesdays, only open on Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Like the operations be garbage, garbage. Mm-hmm. And, I, and listen, I'm still going to rock with y'all. I still, yeah, I like soul listen. food, so I'm, I'm going to pull up and, and give y'all a try. But Listen, uh, free, I, I frequented Atlanta a lot over my comedy career. Don't really have an issue with the, the, the restaurants that I've been to. I thought all of them were, were top-notch, stellar. So I, I, I didn't go to the, to the restaurants that Keith Lee went to. Uh, but the ones that I went to salute because they they did an awesome job. Got got my food in a timely fashion. Service was impeccable, and the food was delicious. So I don't have an issue with any of those uh, black owned restaurants down there. But I I will say this: I have had my issues, and um, here's my here's my take on it. It's not the 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 quality or the actual customer service that I have a problem with. The problem that I have with is the um, unwillingness for these companies to accept uh, criticism. They they get they once you criticize if you're black and you criticize a black owned restaurant or establishment, you hear they all they they they. They automatically try to try to shame you for it, and that's un, that's unfortunate because there's a lot of black-owned restaurants and businesses that need improvement, that need structure, but they don't have the know-how. And if somebody's coming to you with a uh, a legit complaint or a legit critique, you shouldn't try to turn them away. You shouldn't. You certainly shouldn't be cursing them out and trying to fight and all this stuff. I've seen a whole lot of stuff go down in Black-owned businesses and restaurants and stuff like that. And, and it's unfortunate because the attitude, the attitude and the, and the mindset is wrong. They, they're, a lot of them of, of, of the mindset of, I opened this business, come F with me. That's it. If you don't, if you don't F with me off the strength that I'm Black and I opened up my own business, you're a hater. Forget all the other stuff that I have to get good at and improve upon. Just F with me off the strength that I'm black and I did this. See, if one you of my don't, issues, you, you're a hater. It's a lack of professionalism. Mm-hmm. And some of the issues you, you go to these other chain restaurants, right? I'm not walking in there and you're not telling me it's an hour and a half wait. You're not telling me it's two hour wait. You're not running out of this, running out of that. Like the professionalism is horrible. I remember one place I'm, I'm out, out and about or whatever. And I heard somebody overheard somebody else talking about this. It's a wing spot in Woodburn that everybody rock with joints. And the wings is I, one thing I'll give them is the consistency in the food is there. They might be one of those places where they got the same chef. Maybe the, the directions is on the wall. Cause that thing is always. I put you on that spot one time when you slid to the crib yeah, on wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was gonna ask you. Yeah, yeah them yeah. Jones is always top notch. 
Mm-hmm. But they're pretty, sometimes you, you can't call it. You might as well not call the phone because sometimes they answer. Sometimes they don't. But then you can slide into the, the facility and they right there. I'm like, all right, man, I just called the phone. I, like, I want to call in my joint, but I got to pull up because you already answering the phone today. Pull right. up, put your order in, and it's two hours. And then this time's when I didn't see you to put your order and they tell you an hour. You slide there and you can tell they only know you. Oh, you got an order in? You can show wow. you gotta show them your receipt. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, they start, oh, y'all ain't even started my job. Like professionalism for black-owned restaurants is I ain't gonna say it's consistently bad for everybody, but a lot of places mm-hmm. it's horrible. Horrible in regards to just time management. Horrible in regards to sometimes the consistency in the product, you know what I mean? And the customer service overall is sometimes bad. You know what I mean? This is how they, how they treat you as the customer. You go to these other places, you know, they, you're the customer. They treat you like when you're in this building, you're the king. You, I mean, they treat you well. Make sure you're happy. Yeah. That's not always the case yeah. when you're rocking with these black-owned restaurants. So... I mean, I can't say I've been ever treated horribly because that's not necessarily been the case. But mm-hmm. definitely in regards to the timing, the consistency of what your schedule was supposed to be. Like if you're supposed to be open on this day, also they, you know what I mean? They ain't oh somebody. We we late today. We could it's two o'clock. We supposed to open up at twelve. I mean, you get that a lot. Right. Professionalism is all over the place. So. I just want to pop yeah, in here because, like, right, did you know about like the whole thing of it? Because he's pretty Keith Lee. This is kind of he's getting a raw deal, regardless. No puns intended, but you know, because he he <laughs> yeah. he says now this is it's easy to find, but it's yeah, real milk and honey. Uh, it's like off of, it's in like College Park area in Atlanta, and he even says he's like I was disappointed that I had to give the review. He's just like I don't. Then he tells his followers like don't call this restaurant trying to get people fired. Uh, ain't nobody trying to do nothing. Like you know, he's just like he's just like sad about the review, and it was based, and they said it was inaccurate that he, but it was the same thing mm-hmm. you guys are talking about: call in orders and business hours. And they say it's inaccurate that what he was claiming, but that's I don't know. You got to take somebody's word for it. I don't know, but yeah, I just found that interesting. That's tough. It can't be. It can't be inaccurate because we just broke it down without even knowing that part of it. We just yeah. we just we we just broke it down to two things: uh, time management and quality of product. So we know these things, and that's what Keith Lee is basing his bad review on. Right. It has to be. It, it has to be true. Yeah. Right. And even here, he's being a nice. He's just like you know, don't call anybody trying to get them fired. It's just not for you. Like, don't, you know, he's, he's like, it's fine. Yeah. It's not for you. That's okay. That's not a big deal. And I think in here, he also just says like, he was kind of disappointed of the response. Like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, some of these rules are pretty crazy around some of it, you know, that I deal with, but if you want to try it, go out and try it. Like, if you want to go get the food, go get it, like give it a shot. Right. Um, so he's, he was trying to be honest and he, I guess he got lit up for it. See, one thing is like, a lot of these places, they they have these issues. Like these issues don't be new information to them. Like you will know that your wait time is wild crazy. You know that your food is sometimes inconsistent. You'll know that your hours of operation is all over. Like you're not honoring your 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 hours of operation. You know this, but especially if they got something that's popular and it's popping. If they got something yeah. that's popular and it's popping, they ain't gonna they don't care about none of that. I'm a, people are going to still yeah. rock with us regardless. And I mean, I've I known many places where I'm talking to other people and like, and we'll, without even thinking we're giving a review, like, yo, no, this joint is popping, but 
You're going to wait mad long. Yo, you can't call the phone and, and put an order in. You're going to have to slide up there. You know what I mean? You might have to wait for your food because they might forget your order. Like, we'll know this stuff. This is stuff that, you know, especially in amongst us, we'll talk about and know that that's the case. But, right. you know, if the food good, you still going to rock with it, which, you know, also enables them to move how they be moving. Absolutely. And, and they uh, never take advantage. Like, you know, they'll have success and blow it. That's true, too. We still love y'all, and we still going to rock with you. But a lot of y'all need to step your ish up. and That's just the bottom line. Thanks. This has been High IQ Basketball Episode 5 with Brian Isley and Raymond Bird. Shout out to super producer Neil. And uh, we will catch you guys next time. Later. Need a cut? I know I do. At least once every few days. What's that? You can't afford it. Price is too high? No need to worry. Phenomenal's Barbershop and Salon offers top-notch grooming at an affordable price with no long waits. Located at 40 Berlin Road, Clementon Lake Plaza, New Jersey, right next to Clementon Park. Call 856-782-4900 to set up an appointment, pull up, and walk out looking phenomenal. Uh-huh. I'ma have to tie up my Nikes for this one. I'ma go for like a like a quadruple double. You playing a game to win and greatness come from within. The only time you lose if you only never begin. Gotta be like the shoes and just do it. The clock is winding down, so now shoot it. If fortune favors the bold, that's why I keep on just winning. If timing is just the essence, then I'ma keep on just spending. I'm worth a couple of bucks. Shout out to Ante the Kumpa. Dropping in B-Ball facts that seeping into your glucose. Advising like Tony Kukoc. We getting into it mucho. Directing all these plays like my name was Tony Russo. Balling, that's how we do so. I'm going in for the win. Penetrate the lane like be way back in 2010. I'm stomping straight in my Tims. The basics just like I'm Tim. I'm dunking on you haters. A poster is where you live. It's magic all in my wrist. That curry, we going swish. It's showtime like the 80s basketball is where we live. I'm highly gifted and skilled. I'm going in for the kill. The game is on the line. Remember, yo, what's the deal? Pass it to Brian Osley. I bet he probably surprised me. High IQ basketball is just showing it's not a hobby. Playing the game to win. Greatness come from within The only time you lose If you only never begin Gotta be like the shoes And just do it The clock is winding down So now shoot it We playing the game to win And greatness come from within The only time you lose If you only never begin Gotta be like the shoes And just do it The clock is winding down so This has been a Drop Tent Media production